0: Lecture notes, Aristotle's Virtue Ethics. In the previous lecture notes, we introduced Aristotle's virtue ethics by laying the foundation for it and discussing how Aristotle's idea of function gives rise to the importance of virtue. In these lecture notes, I'll unpack Aristotle's virtue ethics in a little more detail by talking about his views on virtue specifically. Note that there is a required video to watch here about Aristotle's views on how to live a good life, another uh, wireless philosophy video. Okay, Aristotle on virtue. You should already know that according to Aristotle, virtue perfects your nature and enables you to live a eudaimonia or flourishing life. But what is virtue? And how do we acquire it? Aristotle defines virtue as follows. Virtue then is a state of character concerned with choice lying in a mean, i.e. the mean relative to us, this being determined by a rational principle." It's from the Nicomachean Ethics um, 2.6. The first part of Aristotle's definition should be pretty clear. A state of character. Okay, you know what that means. But what about concerned with choice? By this, Aristotle just means that virtue is something you choose. Unlike hair texture, personality traits like introversion and extroversion, athletic skills, or genetic health conditions, virtue is something you actively choose, practice, and learn. Why does he think this? Because we praise and blame people for virtue. If you have virtue, we give you moral praise. If you're not virtuous i.e. if you're vicious, then we morally blame and criticize you. But it's not fair to praise or blame someone for something over which they have no control, like things they were born with. Thus, Aristotle concludes that virtue is concerned with choice. It's chosen and actively practiced. There's one further key point we need to unpack in Aristotle, and that's the idea of lying in a mean. In this context, he means mean as an average, you might have learned that an average is called a mean in math class. So, on his view, virtue is an average or balance between two vices one being a vice of deficiency, not having enough of the virtue, and a vice of excess, having too much of the virtue. Courage is an easy to see example of this. Not having enough courage, a deficiency of courage, is cowardice, having. Too much courage, an excess of courage, is rashness or brazenness. The rest of his definition, the part about a rational principle relative to us, we don't need to worry too much about. He just means that what counts as the mean or balance point for human beings is, no surprise, specific to us. The mean for a penguin isn't the same as the mean for human beings. And the mean for us is rational because, as you already know, on Aristotle's view, humans are essentially rational creatures. Acquiring virtue. Let's say Aristotle has persuaded us. We can't live a flourishing life without virtue. This might prompt you to wonder, okay, so how can I become virtuous? According to Aristotle, we become virtuous by practicing virtuous acts. How do you learn to throw a football? You practice throwing a football. How do you learn to play the piano? You practice playing the piano, starting with easy pieces and scales first and then slowly work your way up. So too with virtue. You act like a just person or a kind person or an honest person until you yourself actually become just or kind or honest. But there's an objection. If we know how to do virtuous acts in order to practice them, then aren't we already virtuous? One possible response here is that the learner doesn't do virtuous acts in the same way that a truly virtuous person does. Another possible response is that sure, when we first practice virtuous acts, we're doing them for non-virtuous reasons. But over time, we learn to love virtue for its own sake and our emotions and desires become attuned to what's morally good. Finally, keep in mind how we learn virtue. How did your character develop? How did you, Learn to love the right things and take pleasure in the right things. From the people and community who raised you. Rosalind Hursthouse, a 20th century moral philosopher who focused on virtue ethics, once rather dryly remarked that Aristotle seems to be the only philosopher who never forgets that we were all once children. By this, she means that Aristotle's moral philosophy is keenly aware of the importance of moral education and moral development. We need to practice, and often we know what virtuous actions to practice because we have adults around us telling us what to do and coaxing us into doing it. Intellectual and Moral Virtue The final thing I want to observe is that virtue comes in two types for Aristotle, moral and intellectual. Moral virtue is character virtue. It's probably what you thought of when I first mentioned virtue. Moral virtue involves your emotions and desires and shapes what you desire and how you feel in addition to how you act. But remember that virtue for Aristotle ultimately means excellence according to our kind or nature, and the human kind is a rational kind. Thus, it shouldn't come as too much of a surprise to learn that Aristotle also thinks there are intellectual virtues, or excellences in thinking and reasoning, In fact, in classic philosopher fashion, Aristotle actually thinks that the best life for human beings is a life of contemplation. My sister always complains that philosophers are arrogant. So I always smile and smirk when I think about Aristotle saying that the best life is a life of contemplation. It seems a little like he's saying that the best life for a human being is the life that he himself is leading a deeply scholarly contemplative life. Still, I am perhaps being unfair to Aristotle here. The deeper underlying point is that as a rational creatures, you can develop virtues that perfect your emotions and character, but you also need virtues related to your mind and intellect. Or another way to put this would be to say that living a good and virtuous life is in part about loving the right things, having the right kind of character. But the good life is also about exercising your mind, learning new things asking questions, and pursuing curiosity and wonder, at least according to Aristotle.